Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aid, and this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome to MAPS, Season 16, Episode 25, a.k.a. The Reunion, Part 2. Hi, Aid. Hi, Tane. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? I'm good. I am glad to be back. You and Allie did a great job as always. It was hilarious. But um, I don't know if Mavs did their part. What is Snooze Fest of a reunion part one? But <laughs> we'll get there. Um, but first, do you want to share with the people any updates? All right. So last week when Tane was out, I told you guys that we you know, got that schedule from Mavs fan about what episodes were coming. We have come to a decision. We are done with Nashville. But (laughs) in great news, we're going to give you guys a couple of other shows. Um, There'll be two episodes next week, two different shows. You all can let us know what you think. Um, And then for our patrons, we will have an an episode covering 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days. Hope you all are watching because 90 days... It doesn't fail to deliver. It is rare that it goes left. And this looks like another good season. Um, (laughs) So with that, uh, Tane, what's going on with everybody else? Uh, What is going on? This is going to be our final update for the season. So um, I hate and I regret to inform you guys, but it looks like Katina and Olajuwon are back on again. Jesu. (laughs) (laughs) You know what's funny? I saw her, you know, I told you guys before I was out last week that she was back. And then I saw her story and she was by the beach again and stuff. And I was like, the last time I saw this, she was with a larger one somewhere. Then I saw a larger one was at the beach. And I'm like, okay, it could be coincidence. You know, I I always try not to make any assumptions about these people because I'm always wrong. But then Mash fan caught a story that I did not see and it was a picture of them. I don't know, either it expired or they took it down, but they were together and I'm just like, Lord Jesus, why? 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 Again, if they want to be together, please, by all means, do whatever you need to do, but we don't need to be updated. Mm-hmm. I just, I can't imagine that their lives are very peaceful. There seems to be a lot of turmoil. Now, I don't, you know, I don't know anything. But that's just how it appears to me. I mean, all the best to them. Um, Doug and Jamie. Doug opened up about his battle with addiction. Um, his addiction is to opioids, and he has been clean for over eleven years. Um, they did this with a comeback. If you guys remember, they have a podcast, but I guess they haven't um been on it for a while. So this was the comeback episode. He did say like he had just one drug left, um, Suboxone. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but a bunch of people in the comments were like, that doesn't count as a drug, that a lot of addicts have to stay on it so that they can stay clean and he shouldn't feel bad about it. A lot of people were supportive. A lot of people were a little like, oh, you're doing this for clout. Like, you mean like he's opening up, then how do we know about it? Like you've talked about it already before in your book and stuff like that, which he has because I do have that knowledge that he had an addiction, but I guess he hasn't opened up the way that he did. I didn't listen um, to the episode, but I mean, we wish him all the best in 
this journey because fighting an addiction is not easy at all. I don't think I knew this about Doug. Oh, you know, there was a time over the years where he lost a lot of weight. And I think that's when it was mentioned. I think Jamie said it wasn't her story to tell. Like she just mentioned it surface level, but didn't go in depth about it. So I think that's how I heard about it. Yeah. So he was, um, before he came on the show though, he was in recovery. Cause you said it's been 11 years. That's what he said. He's been clean for over 11 years. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I actually um, find it interesting. Like, they didn't mention it on their season at all, did they? No, they did not. Yeah, and they didn't. I feel like if that was the case and the producers do, they would never leave it alone in a current season. Not in a current season. Yeah, because I was about to say season one, they didn't know what to expect, didn't know where to go. So, yeah. Also, I feel like if he mentioned that to Jamie, she wouldn't stay. She got so mad at him for smoking, I don't know what she would do. You think he didn't tell Jamie until that part of the story that they told in the the thing that he didn't tell her while they were dating? I don't know if dating's the right word. I mean, how do you spring that up on someone you just met? You kind of wait till they like you. And they're like, okay, I can, it's fine. But when you don't, you're not invested, you're just like, oh, I don't want, and it, and she's at that stage where she's looking for any reason where she can bounce. She might not, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what she told him. This is probably why we should have listened to the episode, but I, I was, I, I didn't listen to the episode. So I don't know. I don't Never. know what she knew. So yeah, but if anyone listened, um, I think we're curious to know, when did she tell him about the addiction. Yeah, let us know. Um, Alexis from the San Diego season made it to the BET Awards, and so did Vanessa from the original Atlanta season. There were a lot of reality show people there, so. How? Is there a category for reality TV? Mm, no. <laughs> okay, that's it's, funny. <laughs> no, it's... um. I shouldn't say I didn't watch the season, so I don't know if things have changed. I, I was gonna say it's a music um award show, but I don't know. But there were a lot of reality shows. Karen from Potomac was there, Wendy was there, Eva was there, a lot of the uh, some of the love and hip hops were there. So yeah. Um Sheila from the Chicago season, the original Chicago season. Wait, have we had only one Chicago season? We have, right? We've had one yeah. Chicago season. Yes. One Chicago. Boston is who had two. Um, she is getting ready for her wedding, and her wedding is August 19th, so it's around the corner. I just feel like it all happened very quickly. It did, because she just wasn't public about it. Okay, because I saw like 56 days, and I was like, I feel like we just found out that you were engaged. How are we 56 days? Oh. Yeah. We found Maybe out she was like, engaged. We're not getting married until you like go public. Which we I think found is out legit. that she was. We found out she was engaged. We found out she was dating. We found out she was planning a wedding all in one day. So that she's probably, she's known for a while and she just shared with us. So yeah. Um, I told you guys that the Houston season is now on Netflix and Merla is rewatching herself. And she's like, I wasn't that bad, <laughs> which I thought was funny. <laughs> um, it's always funny how 
people are divisive on what they think about Merla. Um, like we liked Merla, but there are people who just thought like she was a complete like bitch on the show. We liked Merla, but we called her out if we thought she was wrong about stuff. Like, like if she's getting heat for showing up to that one therapy session drunk, uh, she deserves that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My final update is that Justin from San Diego revealed that he was diagnosed with Kleinfelter disease, which a lot of people, I will say, had kind of made comments about um, in the comment section. We did have a listener during his season actually like um, message us about it and say they thought this is what he had. But, you know, it's kind of sensitive when, you know, you're talking about a medical diagnosis. We're not doctors. So it's a sensitive topic. So we, we don't talk about it. But he came out with it and said it is. He said his girlfriend told him to get tested, which... I don't know. I found that surprising with the amount, you know, people don't have any boundaries. So I'm sure a lot of people have mentioned it in his comment section. So I'm wondering if this, his girlfriend mentioning it was the first time or if it's always been on his radar, but he said it gave him more insight. Like basically like his testosterone was really low and part of the side effects is like you're hyper emotional, which is why he was just like all over the place with his emotions that he just thought he was an emotional person, but part of it is like not having like enough um, testosterone. And um, some of the symptoms that he described was also like, you know, you can't build muscle and then your upper body and things like that. But he said he has no body hair. He has a little bit on his armpit, but he has no body hair. So yeah, he just went into detail and now he's getting shots and he's getting better and he's learning how to manage it. And it's just a sigh of relief, just having an answer to something he had no idea about. I, I'm i really happy for Justin, but I'm also really sad that it took him coming on reality TV. I'm like, no doctor ever, like, how could a bunch of reality TV watchers identify what's probably been a condition for him for like years? Yeah. And no medical professional who he had seen before that even thought to test him for it. I think you shouldn't have to go be... to the doctor and be like the people on. Well, I know you said it's his girlfriend, but I'm sure his girlfriend saw what people were saying and then probably did her own research and was like, you know, I should at least tell him to go get it checked out. I think the question would be, does he go to the doctor? You'd be very surprised how a lot of people are terrified of the doctors, especially men and then especially black men. So it's like, does he go to the doctor enough for them to even identify it? You're right. I know. A lot of people don't go get their yearly physical. I I get it. But I'm like, surely a fever, something, urgent care. Surely you've interacted (laughs) with a medical professional. I know. But I mean, reality shows again. I don't know. Did you ever watch the show Blood, Sweat and Heels? Um, I did not watch it, but I know what you're talking. I've seen it. Okay. Okay, so there was a character there who found out she had cancer because someone saw a picture of her. She posted a picture of her at a concert, and I think it was something on the storyline on the show, and someone said her eyes, or her, not her pupils, the whites in her eyes were kind of yellow, so she needs to go check that out because that doesn't track, and it could be something to do with her kidney and all that, and it turned out to be kidney cancer. So... You know, that's another instance where 
not reality show, but TV viewers had saved the day. And that was the only reason why she went to go get, you know, checked out. So The same thing happened to, um, what's his name? The guy from uh, the TV, uh, the flip and flop, flip flop, flip flop. El Musa? Yeah. Well, I think that he has someone, prostate cancer. Yeah, I think someone, he had thyroid cancer too. And someone watching on TV said something about your thyroid doesn't look right. You need to go get that checked out. And that's how he found out that he had thyroid cancer. Wow. I mean, I'm glad this um, good out of it. But yeah, so that's it for this week or for this season, I guess. <laughs> All righty. All right, everyone. We'll be right back to talk about this reunion. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you make can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. Summer is coming, and it is time for all of us to go on vacation. You can use the money you earn from Earn In to buy a new bathing suit or some new clothes for your fun summer vacation. Download Earn In today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Call on the podcast. When you sign up, it'll really help the show. That's Call on the podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max, see earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Ladies, you know that vicious week before your period where you feel like you want to crawl out of your skin, you feel a little bit down or off, and those cravings when you feel like you could eat anything in sight? Well, there's a solution for that. Now it's easier to manage your PMS with estrogen control. You have to try Hormone Harmony. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality. And it shows. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ALTERCALLMAFS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S for 15% off today. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. 
we are back. Um, Tane, you tweeted for us and you said, is this cast likable? <laughs> yes. And I thought to myself, they were likable until I was oversaturated with them. It's too much. <laughs> I don't think I even know the difference between, I don't know the pre and post oversaturation because honestly, my first thought is that they're not likable. There's no one person I think of and I'm like, oh. But you might be right. It could be a recency thing with the saturation. But I just thought about, like, why this season did we decide to beat a dead horse? Why this particular season? They didn't even do that for New Orleans, which was, like, how many months longer? And eminently more likable. Yeah. People. <laughs> if there's a scale. <laughs> yeah. So why this? Because my issue is, is at this point, making the show and deciding that Decision Day is going to be last and we've watched it over and over and we're rehashing the same things over and over, I don't care anymore. I have the answers to whatever. A reunion is usually where you rehash, you get answers, quote unquote closure, but we're hearing things that we already know the answer to. So why do that at all? Do you think like after party is cannibalizing from the reunion? No, because we have had after party before and they did that thing where they stopped after party like three episodes before the finale for one. And I think it's more showing us, you can't show us their life after decision day and make us care about the reunion because the reunion is our first peek into them after decision day. But like, now we have, so what, what, are we, what do we learn? Do you think it worked better when we did a reunion and then we did a where are they now? Yes. That's my whole gripe. Yeah, my whole gripe is don't have a reunion after where are they now or whatever those episodes are called where we follow them after decision day because we know where they are. <laughs> let's get into it okay. <laughs> I mean, what else are we gonna do um you know last week Allie said that the will they or won't they of Shaq and Kirsten is basically the only interesting storyline going which is why they push it so much and I felt like this whole episode was just about Kirsten and Shaq and will they or won't they so we come back from where we picked up, because this is the second time a cliffhanger has ended up on Kirsten and Shaq. Mm -hmm. So we pick it up from Kevin asking Shaq, when was it a no? Shaq starts just talking nonsense. There were expert exercises trying to be the man that Kirsten wanted him to be. Kevin asks if he regrets it, and he says he does regret it. And they hung out a few weeks ago. It was a great time, and he thought about what could have been. And I'm just like, Kevin, Kevin is, oh, it could still be. And Carson said he already had his moment. So Carson says that they're not get, getting back together. And he didn't take advantage of the moment that they had. And Kevin, for some reason, thinks that we need their moms. I will say this about the moms. They looked beautiful, both of them. They did. They did. Their color choices, on point. Shaq's mom in this pink suit. Little fringes. I just loved the color. I loved everything about it. Kirsten's mom, matching Shaq and Kirsten in the yellow off shoulder, <laughs> looked amazing. 
basically, like, the moms talk. They basically are, they want Shaq and Kirsten. I don't know if they want Shaq and Kirsten back together. I think they just still see the possibility. And they're still not quite sure why it didn't work out. Ergo, they're supportive of them getting back together. I did appreciate that Kirsten's mom addressed the whole, like, why couldn't we meet the family? But she really didn't address it. Miscommunication. Kirsten says her family to her is only like her mom, her dad, her brother, her sister. What did you think of her mom and the why they couldn't get together? Because the answer was not satisfactory. I was just glad they at least brought it up. You know, whatever it is that she says, I already have my deductions, which is that there's a pre and post Kirsten. Remember when we didn't care for Kirsten? I think that's when she wasn't feeling Shaq. She wasn't feeling secure in the relationship. So she did not want Shaq to meet her family. And that's whatever they say or not. Because the mom was trying to say they tried, but they couldn't make it work and all that, which is like what Kirsten was saying that um, they were working until they switched to her dad didn't want to film. And then it switched to they met. So I just think it was a case of Kirsten wasn't ready to introduce them. And we're going to get into it later when apparently she was hiding Shaq. So I think that's what it was. And every other thing is a story. Okay. I, I just, I thought for a lot of word, there wasn't, an, like you, I, I agree with you that there's just something more there. Cause she just, if she, if anybody wanted it to happen, it would have happened. Yeah. Kevin just browbeats them into resuming their relationship and I do think Kirsten is willing because basically they agreed to go to dinner by the end of it. <laughs> then because they really have to fill stuff in, we actually see Kevin switching out his cue cards with production. We see <laughs> Kirsten and Shaq backstage. And she basically tells him, I know we agreed to go to dinner on camera, but you really don't have to if you don't want to. And he's like, no, no, no. I don't do things unless I want to do them. I, I, I do want to do whatever it is, resume the relationship, go to dinner. It was a little unclear, but I got the gist. Yeah. Okay, so next up is Dom and Mac. Kevin asks how they are. They're both doing well. Glad to hear it. Kevin talks about how good they started our, out. The first few days, they were attracted to, other, to each other. Dom says she felt comfortable. She felt like she could say what she wanted. He said when he saw her, it was a weight lifted off his shoulders because she was beautiful, basically. So Kevin's like, so what happened? Max says that Dom was overwhelmed by his joking. And Dom was like, I told the experts that I wanted someone who was in Nashville because I don't want to move. I don't want to live anywhere else. I just want to stay here. Um, And she just wasn't convinced that he wanted to live in Nashville. Then they talk about her going to see his basement. And she said, is that when Kevin's like, so is that when you like realize, okay, he's not really here? And she says, yes. Um, Kevin asks if Dom, like, why couldn't she basically stay in the moment? Like, why was she so forward? Like, oh, he wants to leave. He doesn't want to live here. Da, 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 da. And she just said, well, I was just in the here and now. And I didn't know if I wanted like the different levels of commitment to being in Nashville. So they talk about their communication and their arguing and their final scene with Pastor Cal where they decided they were done. And she says that she got the impression that he didn't want to be in the situation anymore. And then 
this is what I mean by after party cannibalizing things because then they have to address something she said in after party where she said, well, he talked a good game with Pastor Cal, but then when Pastor Cal came out, he didn't say that he wanted to get a divorce. And they basically like, I don't know if their recollections of that, the lead up to the conversation or the conversation really match. It's very strange, very confusing. I think I can see why you asked that question, but I think a solution also is if we kept the reunion to one hour, each part, let's give them two parts. And we just focused on like the couples and afterwards and questions and stuff. We could skip all the parts that we already found out at after party. And then we don't have to have like a repeat repeat of stuff. The only new nugget of information, as far as I saw it, was Dom saying, last week, Ali and I talked about how when people just get to talk, they give themselves, I feel like they sat on that couch for so long, but Dom finally said something so ridiculous. Basically, (laughs) I wanted him to fight for me. Oh my God. I, I didn't understand why he would let me run off. Yeah. that just sounded like immaturity. And I was like, nobody has time for these games. Like, yeah. Cause she was like, she wasn't planning to ask him for a divorce, but then she did. And then she wanted him to fight. And I'm like, who has time for that? Uh, It, it was, I didn't believe her. I just felt like when she was done with him, she was really done with him. And I'll give her credit for that. I, I, I did really believe that she wanted, she might've been surprised. I think she was surprised that he didn't fight harder, but I don't think it was something she truly wanted. But how can she be surprised when she told us on after party, even on this reunion and said, I felt like Mac felt the same way. I don't feel like he wanted to be here. So what exactly is he going to be fighting about? Because an after party, she did, maybe this is the answer to your question. If we're referencing after party, <laughs> in the reunion but at after party she kept saying that right before pastor cal came he was listing all the things that he did not like and all the things that she wanted why would someone who just listed all the things they hate about you fight for you um i I don't know i admitted i well i liked it when she said well we weren't gonna just do this for tv because i assume there is some pressure to just keep going so they can have a show and I respect them for just being like, ah, now nah, we're just going to quit this now. I understand that. I think I'm just referring to the part where she said she was surprised that she asked for the divorce and surprised that he didn't fight. I think that goes back to the immaturity. What, what, do, you, what do you mean? Yeah. And then I think, is this like retconning? Did you really feel that way in the moment? Or is it just now that you've had all these months to think about it that you're like, Maybe that's how I felt because my actions don't quite make sense. I, I don't know. <laughs> so Mac talks a little Kevin asks, so Mac talks a little bit about dating Gina. And Dom is like, um, I felt like he and Gina would be a great match. So that sort of transitions us into Dom leaving and Mac and Gina coming out together. And if you're counting, this is the second segment Mac is in. For someone who was on for just four episodes, he put in work. I I, I gave him my burnt ashes last week. I'm, I'm not a Mac fan. You are? I'm not. Oh, I thought you just said, you, did you hear the inflection in my voice? <laughs> I thought you said I'm now a Mac fan. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. He doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Mac is giving clout energy. 
Really? So this whole Gina and Max segment is them sort of talking about the relationship that I felt like by the end, the question was, are you guys actually seeing each other? And everything was a lead up to that. And, and yeah. So we get to see the clip again um, of how, um, of, of Mac talking about how beautiful and great Gina is to the guys on the honeymoon when Clint said his stupid thing about dating Slender Girls. I will give Mac points for this. Um, because when it's over, Gina's like, it's just so nice to see somebody saying nice things about you. I, I that was, were his motivations completely pure? Probably not. But I actually mm-hmm. think that was kind, good. I don't know. I felt nothing. Okay. Like, I didn't even think it was chivalrous or anything. I'm just like, eh, okay. I don't know. I feel like men would just do anything if they think someone's hot. <laughs> it wasn't necessarily because, oh, that was a kind thing to say. Like, what if he didn't find her attractive? What would his reaction have been? Well, he would have kept his mouth shut. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, I don't know. So it wasn't and, really... Okay, to my, I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't think he was standing up for her. It was just more, what are you talking about? That's a hot babe. Because if, if he didn't think she was, he would have kept his mouth shut. So he wouldn't have been standing up, I guess. And he would just let him say whatever he was saying. Fair enough. But Gina did really appreciate it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, Max says that he comes off like a dick and that because uh, he, he this is the thing he didn't leave it at just complimenting Gina he also was like I don't know what kind of girls Clint is pulling but he can't pull one like her and I'm like what did Clint do to dissolve all these insults and that's why Mac and Gina might belong together because they insult Clint unnecessarily but they have <laughs> but also this cast is i guess forgiven i'm trying to think of the previous cast if someone had said that that would have been a whole segment and a whole fight you think you think nate would take that line down (laughs) that's true (laughs) that's true or even justin i didn't want to say justin because now i don't know Uh, i mean it would still be true yeah (laughs) that's true (laughs) so Kevin has them talk about how they came to be whatever they may be and he starts talking about how he sent the flame emoji and the thing about asking about her friend Um, I think one time I said that was a lie I guess it was somewhat true then we see their date and Max says something like oh he wasn't attracted to Dom the same way he's attracted to Gina but before it was like but you were attracted to Dom in the beginning, and for most of the honeymoon, it was just when you guys, personality-wise, didn't start working out. I Once again, that felt like lying. You were attracted to Dom. Mm-hmm. You could also just be attracted to Gina, too. You didn't have to put one down to raise one up. Facts. Max says that he wasn't trying to ba- break up a marriage in reference to Gina and Clint. And Kevin says that they were doing a good job by themselves. Kevin is funny. <laughs> Um, so Kevin is like, well, what attracts you to Gina? 
And she, he asked the same question um, of Mac. And it just felt like there's no way you can answer this question without at least me thinking about the person you were actually matched with. So Mac's answer is a lot of stuff about maturity and achievements and da 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 da. And I was like, it sounds like what you're saying is that Dom was too young and immature for you, which after that nonsense of, well, I wanted you to chase me, I can somewhat understand why he might say that. <laughs> then Kevin asked about a second date. And Mac is like, well, I'm going to be in Nashville in a couple weeks, so maybe we can go out. And Kevin's like, but you guys are here. And I assume by here they're in L.A. or something. Um, why don't you take her out tonight? Because Kevin is just making sure that everybody has a date this evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Um, I think the end result to me is that Gina and Mac aren't going anywhere and we're never going anywhere. And they just needed to fill in a segment with this nonsense. Thoughts? Yep, pretty much. I mean, my one standout for me was when Kevin asked uh, Mac, what makes you better for Gina than Clint? A, that really pissed me off. I just thought that was a rude question. And it goes back to that thing that I said on the pod like a few weeks ago, where yes, Clint doesn't care and he rolls off his back. So I'm basically taking what we say in the Nigerian slang Panadol for someone's headache, basically taking like Tylenol for someone else's pain, because I just feel like he's still a human being. So when you say these things, I just feel like they can be hurtful. How can you say what makes you better for Gina than Clint? And then you just, it just opens the door for two people who have kind of shit on him. Anytime you're kind of opening the door and giving them free reign to do that. That's the only thing that stood out to me in this segment. I think it is very sweet how much you stand up for Clinton. <laughs> he always has you in his corner. I guess my question is, he basically asked them the same question about their partner. So did you think it was worse for Clint than it was for Dom? I think he could have easily just asked, what makes you, why do you think you and Gina are a good match. I'm not a fan of the including somebody else because you want to say something or whatever because it opens the doors to somehow put someone down. Because like you said, when they were answering the whole thing about um, uh, when he was answering like, she's this, she's that or whatever, it seemed like the antithesis of everything that Dom is not. Very true, very true. I agree with you. It's just that I found it funny that you're like, how could they talk about Clint that way? But you didn't say that about Dom. Maybe because I already said yeah. it. I don't know. Well, no, no, no. It's because it's accumulation of the fact that Gina is always shitting on Clint. And the fact that it was like, it, I haven't seen them shit on Dom a lot. And it was more of like, it just seems to be the trend. Like they say these things about Clint and Clint's like, hey, I'm fine. It doesn't matter. Wah, wah, wah. So this was just one more in the arsenal. But for Dom, I'm like, eh, it's there. Yeah, it's probably wrong, but I'm not building a case on her case. <laughs> so I am biased. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, you are. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay to be biased. Um, I think there's a huge difference between, like, some of them, like, I really can't stand Mac, but he also wasn't on the TV for that long. Mm-hmm. Anyway. All right, guys, we'll be right back. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. And we are back to the guys having their sit down. The girls had their sit down last week. So Kevin is all like, do you guys hang out? And they're like, we hang out all the time. They hung out during the season. Then after the season, they kept on hanging out. Chris says that they're like brothers, like family. It's been awesome. They talk and they get advice. I have to say, I don't know if I'd want advice from this group. (laughs) I mean, as bad as Eris is, he sometimes gave good advice. Did he give good advice or did he have good perspective? There's a difference. Ooh, okay. I hear ya. <laughs> um, so Kevin asked, does Clint, did Clint take you out on the sailboat? And they're like, yeah. And they actually have some really good video. Eris says that it was his first time out there. And Shaq says that it was great to see Chris. Uh, it was great to see Clint in his element. Um, and then uh, it was sweet. I'll give it that. Um, and then Kevin switches to talking about like their actual marriages and stuff. Kevin asks Eris, he's like, you're a very sexual person. And you talked a lot about blowing backs out. But as the days turned into weeks and the weeks turned into month and there was no sex, were you surprised? And Eris is like, yes, I was surprised. He didn't mean to come out and play that way. But he wasn't going to sleep with Jasmine. And Kevin is like, well, why didn't you have sex? Now, did we, haven't we already covered this? Haven't we already covered this time and time (laughs) and time again between after party and interviews and decision day and last, I mean, last week when he sat down with Jasmine? I think we've covered this very, very well. They did not have sex because Eris was not attracted to her. Yep. But Eris repeats it and he says sex can send the wrong signals. He didn't want to mislead her and that it's happened to him before. (laughs) Which I'm like, it's happened to you before that you've slept with people who you weren't attracted to and then they wouldn't let you go? Or you just Mm -hmm. slept with people who you were attracted to but you didn't want to see them after that? (laughs) (laughs) It might be both. All of the above. (laughs) Poor Clint is also asked the same question. And Kevin, you know I love Kevin, but Kevin would not stop with this. Oh, well, why didn't you whine and dine and romance? And why didn't you have sex? And why didn't you have sex? Clint has covered this too. <laughs> He's, he had no material. Really, that's what it was. <laughs> All right. So um, they played the clip of the post-decision day sex. And... Like eight said, we've seen this all before. I don't know why we need to see this. Um, they they talk about um, Kirsten and Shaq, that scene where she asked Shaq to buy the house, and they all chime in on it, and they're all backing each other up because they're 
basically a bunch of bros. So no one can do any wrong. So Kevin asked Shaq if he thinks that she was joking. He was like, no, that I think she was joking about me getting her a house that's $3 million. And I'm like, I think he just wants to believe she was joking. Um, but like now he knows what she what she wanted and then it's now up to him to lead. I'm like, Shaq, what are you saying? I don't know. Um, Kevin switches gears and starts asking about Mac and Gina and was like, was that a violation of the bro code? Clint says he was fine with it. That decision day was done. There was no emotion, so it was fine. But Kevin just kept on pushing and pushing. Like I said, maybe he had no material, but this reunion was not Kevin's best work at all. Like, I remember giving him so much high praise at one reunion, and now I just, I know. But I have to defend Kevin. Okay. Kevin managed to make moments of this reunion somewhat entertaining. I don't think there's a single other host who could have because it's so dry and it's so boring and it's so repetitive. I can give him that. I think the part I don't like was just a whole bunch of pressure. Like you're doing a reunion, you're not trying to match make, like that's for the experts to figure out their, their records or whatever it is, their time, whatever sheet it is to keep their records clean. That's not his job, but he just kept harping and harping and harping. Like even on the broco thing, Everyone said they were fine. Um, Max says, like, oh, I was trying to be respectful. And he just kept going, but are you sure? Like, he was not against the bro code. And I'm like, there's nothing more to mine from this. So you're right. But I think it was just taken away from the repetitiveness and the pressure. I, well, I was about to say, you're right, though, because <laughs> it's like because there's no interesting answer, he tries to push. But sometimes he yeah. doesn't even reframe the question in a new way. So yeah. you're really just asking the same question over and over and over again. Yeah. And the answers don't... God, they never it, jive. And it's just, it, it just wasn't. It's not a dynamic cast. <laughs> so um, they laugh about DMs because Kevin is like, your DMs must be flooded. Mac is in his element because this is what he came for. He's like, they're so interesting. I get offered trips and someone wants to drink my bath water. Whoever that person is, please aim higher. Like, want more for yourself. Um, they bring in the experts. And it is Pastor Cal, Dr. Pepper, and Dr. Pia. And I'm like, oh, does this mean she's going to be permanent? They did not say anything, but based on the preview for next season, she is the one who walks in with them. So I'm guessing she is, but I still find it so weird that we do not have an official announcement. We do not have an official announcement. But when I really was like, oh, they picked her. A, she came to the reunion. B, yeah. in the preview, we saw her telling somebody that they were going to get married. I'm like, oh, you're a real official expert now. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like we saw her in the preview for next season. Okay. So, so then they talk about the matching process and Pastor Cal said he's happy for the success, but he's saddened by what could have happened due to the lack of effort. And Dr. Pia says there was a lot of unrealistic expectations and that was disappointing. Um, at first I thought they were going to come out like with each couple, but thankfully it was just two couples. So they bring out Dumb and Mac. So Mac is in his what? Third section. <laughs> For the night and then <laughs> they're going on and on about the same things that we've heard and then don makes a comment like you know i didn't think that you know i beat up on him too hard and whatever 
And they're like, yeah, you did. Dr. Pepper's like, yeah, you did. Pascal was like, yeah, I think you did. Um, and I thought that was funny in its own sort of way. Um, Dr. Pepper just lets him know. I'm not sure that Dom really beat up on him too hard. It's been many, many, many weeks since we watched her on an actual episode. But in most ways, I felt like she just stated her preferences pretty clearly. I think she did. I think the difference is I don't know how much they showed us. I know she did a lot to us. I don't know what she said to his face. Because she complained a lot about him not being adventurous, him not wanting to do things, and then him just... um, not lying a lot, but basically just exaggerating things. And he wasn't like, he complains a lot and complained about the dog. And then she complained a lot. She didn't like, she didn't feel like he had roots. She didn't feel like he had a good place to live. He didn't, she just, she had a litany of things that she didn't like about him. You know, something I forgot to mention is their post dinner breakup that they never showed us on the show. And they showed us here. And it's basically them talking about how she's like, your whole family unfollowed me. I was like, you guys were married for 10 days. What do they need to follow you for? (laughs) And then she's like, you're a petty Betty. And I'm like, I just feel you were married for 10 days. What's petty about his family not really caring what happens to you after 10 days? (laughs) I like Max's response. He was just like, I told him to. (laughs) <laughs> he was like, yeah, I was being petty. You divorced me. Like, I mean, what do you expect? <laughs> um, Pastor Cal says, after all their conversation, that it seems like they're seeing each other's value now. And Dom starts tearing up. But I'm like, it's so, it's so amazing to me how Pastor Cal and some of the other cast, uh, the experts of Kevin, tend to see what they want to see. How are they seeing each other's values now? Man just asked Gina for dinner. Like what? They've moved on and kept it moving. But Dom starts tearing up and she says like she feels like a failure and looking back on how she responded to the whole process, like it just makes her feel sad. And Dr. Pepper was just like, yeah, I wasn't your best self. (laughs) Like no one's like, (laughs) but thankfully Dr. P is like, you know, instead of looking at it as a failure, just look at it as a change from failure to growth and you're learning about yourself and Dom cries even harder and it's like, what are even these feelings? Mac looks a move to me. He's like, uh, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do here. But my only question is, how is there not even one question asking if she felt pressured by her mom since her mom was the one who filled out her application? Which, by the way, I can't believe last episode that Gina's talk about Ginger was not brought up. That blew my mind. You're So you're like, we came to a reunion and the things that we probably should address, we yeah. didn't even bother addressing. The things that you yeah. made us listen to so many conversations about, you're not even going to ask about them. Yeah. Like, roll the tape because Gina wasn't there in after party and Clint at the same time. Roll the tape, let both of them watch it, and then let's hash it out. And we didn't even, like, Slendergate was such a thing. How do we bring out one person's side and not the other person's side? So also in this case, a lot of it is brought up that about her age, about being ready to get married and Clint trying to throw in, I mean, Mac kind of throwing shade that she's immature. So we can tie that in with her mom signed her up. Like, was it more of your mom? Was it more of you? And if we're going to bring moms out, let's bring Dom's mom out. I don't know. They could have gone many different ways, but 
This is what we got. Well, it's amazing to me because surely every couple had some sort of visitor. Surely this, what they kept in is what they considered to be the best of what they got. And if this is the best of what you got, what was the rest? Mm-mm-mm. All right. We'll be right back to discuss um, Kirsten and Shaq with the experts. And now we're back. So, Kevin, who just finished pressuring Kirsten and Shaq? Now, maybe they showed it to us out of order, but Kevin starts all over again and keeps banging on about Kirsten and Shaq not being together. In the beginning, Kirsten did not want to come out. And someone made a comment, like, it looks like she didn't want to come out. I was like, who would want to? You've been badgering this poor girl who has made it clear from the post-decision day episodes to the reunion segment and said, I'm good, but you're forcing something out of this. And she's the one who was rejected. I just think it's all unfair. Dr. Pia says that she's speechless. Kevin is like, everyone is frustrated. I can feel the frustration the frustration of the Twitterverse. And I'm like, no, the frustration is that we're tired of you harping on and on and on about this. Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and I'm just like, what Twitter are you listening to? Which one? Like I said, Who? they always see things differently. Like, I, you're the one who's better at this stuff. I don't recall the Twitterverse ever being that invested in Shaq and Kirsten's relationship. You tell me if I'm wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong but a lot of people fall into the fact that they really just think that Kirsten does not like Shaq I still kind of I know I'm in the minority but I think that she had a turnaround yes in the beginning I think she was not attracted to him she did not care about him but I think she had a turnaround but maybe it was too late already but I think she liked him I really did where do you stand you thought you think she likes him too right yeah okay yeah so Dr. Pepper asks, why are you guys not together? And Shaq starts mumbling on and on about, I feel like they can start afresh and start anew and all that. And I'm screaming at my TV. I'm like, no, you do not get to say if you can start afresh. You're the one who said no. Kirsten has told us many times, you fumbled the bag. You made your choice. Like, let it go. But I am glad that Kevin did step in and ask Kirsten, are you on the same page as Shaq? And she's like, I am lost for words. (laughs) Like, this is why I didn't want to come out because right now everything is saying, I don't even know if he's being genuine. And Kirsten starts tearing up. We have not seen Kirsten tear up the entire season because she's always trying to be composed and keep things together. And Kevin steps in again for her and is like, listen, you're hurt. Like this cannot be easy coming back and rehashing everything. And Pastor Cal tells her, like, it's okay not to be fine. And I heard Shaq whisper, it's okay to be vulnerable. And this is going to sound wrong, but I'm going to explain what I mean. I just know that he loves seeing her cry. Not like seeing her in pain, but Shaq has this idea of what he wants for a wife. He wants this, is helpless going too far? Because I know you know what I mean. Like, this wife that needs him and is helpless and damsel in distress, I guess is the, is the phrase. So seeing her cry is kind of like, oh my God, like she broke her walls and she's not being stoic. Cause it goes back to that part where he said, 
when they met up at the bench by the park and he was like, oh, she should have shown more concern or she should have shown more care and he keeps talking about support. So I feel like he enjoyed seeing her in a in some kind of way not being so strong and so unemotional. I think you're right. I think Shaq looks at that like tears or the crying as like a sign that she's actually has feelings. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. some people and the people of the world like Shaq don't understand that a person can have feelings without expressing them all the time. Like the feelings can exist without the expression. <laughs> now, is it healthy? Um, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a lot of people equate emotion with crying, which is a big mistake. Those were tears of frustration, by the way. Ah, like I'm reconsidering what I said when she was like, Oh, if you don't actually want to get dinner, I don't want you to feel pressured. I'm like, Maybe she only said yes to dinner because she felt pressured. I feel Kirsten's point of view is that this man has not explicitly said, I want to be with you. So why is everybody else thinking that's going to be it? And if that's the case, I'm not going to put myself out there for someone who's not sure about what they want because once bitten, twice shy. So I can, I can, I think I agree with you that there were tears of frustration because you're kind of emotionally manipulating me. You're not saying you want to be with me. And now you're saying, I think we should start afresh. And you're saying in front of all these people, if you really felt that, we don't have to wait for a reunion camera for you to do that. You so. could have called anytime mm-hmm. in the past few months. Mm-hmm. We could have gone to dinner anytime in the past few months. I was actually getting worried there the longer the show went on. I was like, what, what if this actually happens? I don't want it to happen. Well, we don't know. In the preview for uh, Where Are They Now, weren't they all like huddled up together? I, so, you know, it might have worked. Um, All the experts and Kevin, they say all these words, how he needs to embrace her, yada, 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 say things. I'm too furious to know exactly what it is to saying. <laughs> and I'm not sure what he said either, but it wasn't a definite, Kirsten, I want you. I want to be married to you. I want to work on our relationship. He said none of that. But she's like, okay, you just say, but he cuts her off. That's the part of Shaq that always um, comes out every now and then. And he's like, just let me talk. Let me say how I feel. So he says whatever he wants to say. And Kirsten is like, okay, we'll talk. And if we need to stay in this cordial space, that's okay too. (laughs) (laughs) And then that's how it'll be. Like, don't try to get with me because you think you made a mistake and all that kind of stuff. She just feels like something is genuinely there. And if it's going to stick, it'll stick. But Dr. Pia tells her, you be clear about what you need. She says, I need you to decide. I don't have time for my emotions to be played with which I think she has made clear time and time again. And what she's also made clear is that he is not making a decision. So why are you guys not hearing what I'm hearing? Honestly, they were good sports about it because that would have been so frustrating. Lindsay would not have stood for this. (laughs) (laughs) So they're done with it and they hug and they're like, I know you guys want us to be together and then that's it. The whole group comes out. 
Um, Kevin, they played the clip of Dom and Clint kissing and saying how it was steamy. And some of the cast and Nicole is like, steamy? Who would call it that? I thought it was steamy. I don't know what they're talking about, but I thought it was. But also, I think Clint was lit too, so there's that. Um, Matt just kept, or Dom kept trying to insist that it wasn't sneaky. Gina was there. Everyone was there. I was like, no, no one is saying it was sneaky. Like, this has happened a long time ago, so it's fine. I, this was one of those times where I'm like, the internet has gotten to you. <laughs> so one comment about that, and now you're trying to defend something that really no one, no one really cared. Yeah, no one cares <laughs> about that. They play a montage of Nicole leading all the conversations, and they ask her about it. She's like, that's my personality. Someone has to do it. I can be annoying. Um, and if I was that annoying, someone would tell me to shut up. And Kevin asked, did anyone, has anyone ever thought like, Nicole, would you just shut up? But this group is very big on loyalty. They backed her up. Shaq says that the things that she says are out of love. I think he kind of backs up what you've been saying. Like the way people react to it is like, they just know that it's her and she has good intentions. So they're not annoyed um, by it. Um, Shaq goes an extra mile and says that, Part of it is also is that he she wanted her friends around, and it's like if the marriages weren't working, then they wouldn't be around, and she just wanted to keep everyone together. Do you buy that? I this is what I think, and this is part of the reason why people are not annoyed. They're filming. The producers are like, we got to have the conversation about the thing. Everybody wants to go home, and Nicole's whatever she does ensures that everybody gets to go home at earlier probably than they would have <laughs> if she didn't do what she did. She's like, I volunteer as tribute. I'll do it. <laughs> and I do think exactly what she said. It, it is natural to her personality. Ergo, she was the one who was happy to do it. But they basically assigned her that job from the word go. Yeah. I think every season has one. Wasn't Gil mm-hmm. one for the season? Then um, Amani was for the season. So, yeah. They switch gears to consummation and how Nicole and Chris were the first to consummate consummate which i just thought was i don't know i thought it was strange i can't remember what we've done in earlier seasons but i'm like okay um the question was what was it like leading the way aid what how what what is the purpose how do you answer that lead the way to what like it was strange i guess the topic had to be raised but that that was this is an example of not kevin's best work (laughs) I guess what could be a a substitute question like how did you feel being the first I guess that's the same thing I don't know it just felt strange how it was worded um he slides into well some others might want to keep it a secret and they all look at Kirsten and Shaq they play unseen footage of all the girls calling Kirsten out when they found out that they were having sex and calling her out for keeping it a secret um that was kind of fun Cause it was done in like, they weren't like mad, mad. They were just kind of like doing it in a fun way. Um, Kevin tells the best part to this reunion. It was actually funny. It was something we hadn't seen before. It was just funny. (laughs) And then there's not enough pressure being put on Shaq and Kirsten. So Kevin tells Shaq and Kirsten to share with the rest of the group, what they talked about with the experts. Kirsten says she's not sure for the upteenth time. She's not sure what she wants right now. And Shaq says that he wants them to be friends. 
and if they are not friends, he wants to be happy. He wants Carson to be happy, but can they be happy together? Anyways, he's not saying he wants them to be together. That's what I got from that. But he ends with, Kevin, I know what you want. I was like, we all do. It's all we've heard. All reunion. And then Nicole is the only one with sense to be like, I know you're going to lose sleep, but we need to let them be. Let them be at their own pace. And then they can come to us and let them know what they want. We know Carson and Nicole are friends. So we know that Carson has probably told Nicole, I don't want this man. I'm not giving him a second chance to break up with me. Because I absolutely think that's what's going to happen. If they get back together... I feel like something else is going to happen and Shaq is going to be like, I remembered why we were not compatible the first time and then he's going to break up with her again. Mm. Then who's the fool? Mm. You know, I don't try. I agree with that. Okay. I think if they got back together, I, I'm not sure that I would be for sure that Shaq would be the one to break it off. I think Kirsten might be the one to break it off. It's a possibility. What I do know is I don't think they would last. That part, I agree. Yes. Yes. Like, Shaq just needs a lot that I don't think Kirsten can give, no matter how hard she tries. So, um, we, I think it was so ironic because I think at some point when they were talking about, oh, Kevin is like, are you going out to your dinner still? And then he's like, you guys don't pressure them. Let them go. And I'm like, you telling them not to pressure <laughs> them you pressured them into the dinner so anyways um we get never before seen footage of jasmine and eris doing impersonations even before they explained it i remember that in after party they had mentioned how they practiced so hard for their talents for the pageants but they didn't get to because everyone was so tired and they went to bed and now my final answer to your question is yes maybe after party is cannibalizing on this i don't because there's just a lot of stuff that we've had the answer to from after party, but it was kind of funny and it was nice seeing Jasmine and Eris. You know how we always used to say like Jasmine never seemed to be comfortable. She seemed very comfortable with Eris and they were genuinely laughing. It didn't seem like she was giving him a courtesy laugh or anything. And she seemed to have fun and Eris was having fun and it just seemed like a good time. It was hilarious. Like the same way that Jasmine was laughing on the floor, I was laughing on the floor. <laughs> I was, it was so, Eris is funny. He is funny. He is funny. He is funny. Now I'm rethinking the whole likable thing because Eris can be a dick, but I do think Eris is likable. I think Eris is very likable. I, uh, the more we've been, you know, I think for, with the exception really of Mac and Dom, I think everybody is likable. Uh, Shaq is a little questionable. And I really think some of the Mac and Dom could just be due to the fact that we just didn't see them enough. But Jasmine, Eris, Nicole, Chris, Clint, they're likable. Like I said, they're not the most likable, but they're likable. Gina? No. (laughs) Yeah. Then they play a Clint and Hank montage. And my God, does Clint love this dog? He's just like, I just love this dog. He said that so many times. Like, if you do not believe that he loves this dog, I don't know what to tell you. Like, even Gina is tearing up. And I noticed that Gina likes to point out when she cries. Because when she cried about her salon during the season, she's like, this is the only time I cried in my marriage. And then she said it again now. Like, oh man, this is the only time I cried in my... I'm like... 
is there a gold star to be won that this is the only time you cried or is it some kind of dig? Listen, I'm just sensitive about it. I'm just like, is this some kind of dig? Like there were no emotions in your marriage enough to make you cry, but I don't know why she always brings it up whenever she tears up. I mean, if you don't cry very much, I'm sure if you're like me, um, today I was thinking about the last time I cried. Um, it was about gymnastics and you made fun of me. Um, yes. <laughs> but if you don't, I did. I like, that's if you don't, camera. <laughs> if you don't cry very much, um, then I think that it makes you like note more often like, oh my gosh, I am crying. I'm feeling emotions. Who knew? Mm. Carson doesn't cry that much. And when she did tear up, there's no like, oh my God, nah, 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 nah. So, I don't know. Maybe. But yeah, the montage was cute. And he still doesn't have a dog because I think he's not at the, he's not at the place to get a dog. Maybe he's still traveling and stuff, but it was very nice. I don't know where I saw this. I don't know if you guys talked about it last week that Clint moved into Nicole and Chris's apartment. Yes, they all live in the same apartment complex. Huh. I don't know if that's cute or weird. Did he move to get away from Gina or like? I I don't think so. I think it was probably the rent is too damn high. (laughs) Um, If there was a rent increase or something and he went looking for a new place. And then, of course, Nicole and Chris are like, our place is great. Then I assume it happened like that. Okay. Nashville is not that big. I think that's something I think comes through on the show. It's just there's not that many people. So I imagine, you know, where people live, there's not a lot of a huge amount of choices. Then I congratulate them that none of the people had met (laughs) before. (laughs) Clint and Gina have seen each other on the elevator, right? Yeah, they live in the same um, building. Yeah, they had. But I mean, like, the rest of the cast. Like, I thought the odds would be higher. Okay. Because um, Eris had slept with somebody else's friend and all that. So I just feel like they're lucky. Like, it was just not a direct knowing of each other. Very true. Among the couples. Um, They play unseen footage of the different couples. And it shows them just having fun. And it was nice because I think at some point we complained, like, are these people going to have fun during the season? But I guess they just hit hit that and kept that from us. Um, Dom quips that she wished she got to be at the couple's retreat. And then they laugh. Um, Chris says his favorite moment was falling in love with Nicole. And everyone's like, aw. Um, Kevin asked if the show changed them. Jasmine, of course, says that it did. She is now speaking up more and she's ready to be a better wife. Um, they all share all the things that has changed them. We get a sneak peek into Denver and the end, the end, the end, the end of season 16. I'm very sorry, but I've got to raise something. Okay. So at some point on the show, I cannot remember when, Kirsten and Shaq talked about how she did not want to see, be seen out and about with him. Mm-hmm. I... I thought it made sense. Okay. Like we just talked about, everybody knows each other. I don't know. That's part of the reason why I don't think I'd like living in a small town. Although being a Nigerian in Houston, isn't it like living in a small town? Um, You just don't want people in your business like that. 
Well, this is where I get confused. I don't know if Nashville is small or if it's just Black Nashville, because that's what Aries said. Black Nashville is small. All the Black people know each other. Yes, I think Black Nashville is small. Well, I think Nashville... I think Nashville is small the same way New Orleans was small. Okay. Um, Amelia and Bennett already had met each other. Henry and Karen worked at the same place and knew each other. I think Nashville is that kind of size city. And then in addition to that, Black Nashville is obviously an even smaller subset of everybody knowing each other. Yeah. But what did you think about her hiding him? I don't really care that hiding. Like, I think it makes sense. I get confused by Shaq's, like, insistence upon needing to be public. You guys got married at first sight. Your focus should just be on getting to know each other. Why do you care if she's out and about introducing you to people? Meeting? Why is it so... Her family, I think, is different. That's different. But but the socializing and the meeting the friends part, I just, like, I don't understand why it's so important. Well, because we've learned that Shaq is insecure in some way. He has a need. I don't know. I keep saying this every week. I'm just like, Shaq needs to sort out whatever conflict or demons that he has internally, because I think he's wrestling something. I don't know what it is, which is why I'm just like, why are we pushing them to be together? He needs to sort himself out before he can even be married um, to somebody else. So I think like he has that need to be recognized, to be acknowledged. And I'm sure it was other vibes. And I'm sure it's during the time when Kirsten wasn't feeling him. And he's just like, I don't want to be that person. But that's why I always judge Kirsten based on the pre and the post. The pre being the the operative word being liking. Pre liking Shaq and post wait. Pre not liking Shaq and then post liking Shaq. That we got two different versions of her at that time. Hmm. But I guess the damage had been done for Shaq. Because I don't think Shaq was consistent either. I think he liked her a lot. And then when he saw all the things and not meeting the family, being kept public, kept saying all the things and not getting the support that he really wanted, then he switched up. If there was ever a hope for Kirsten and Shaq, I just feel like with all of their drama, it just, it can't be. Like, you know, what was the couple? Oh, Mitch and and, uh, Kirsten. And I said, oh, if this hadn't happened and if this hadn't happened, maybe they could have been together. I feel like Shaq and Kirsten are the same way. If this hadn't happened and that hadn't happened, maybe it could be the same way. But with Shaq and Kirsten, it's the same thing. Like between the, she wasn't really into him in the beginning. He, he saying no on decision day. There's too many things that happened for them to ever seem to be good. Yeah. I mean, maybe if they have like a therapist on standby and do like intense therapy that can guide them through every single step, maybe, and they learn the tools, but I don't know. People are fundamentally who they are. And I think that she doesn't think he's manly enough. He doesn't think that she's um, warm and cuddly enough that how do you change that without asking the person to change who they are entirely? I will say this, though. I don't see it as any great tragedy that they're not together. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. She's I don't have a what could have been about them. Yeah. 
I think they look good together and everyone is conflating that with being together, but I don't think they're compatible at all. They're going to have to work. I have this theory, like you can make it work with anybody. The only thing that's going to be different is the the degree of hardness of how hard it is to make it work. They're going to have to work extra hard to make it work. I'm going to be thinking about that theory for a long time, but you just. (laughs) Yeah. I think my flip side of it is, Yes, anybody, any couple can make it work if they work hard enough. But I also, I'm like, but why would you want to work so hard? Exactly. I feel like there's there's people in the world who you don't have to work as hard with. Those are the people you should be with. If it's this much work, either go find somebody else or enjoy your peace. Exactly. But some people think, oh, nothing good comes easy. Oh, it has to be hard. Or oh, if it's too easy, then it's not real. It's not realistic. You're not being tested. Trials. So it just depends on your mindset, but yeah. So maybe the ingredients are there, but I think fundamentally, I don't think they're compatible. They just look good together. I can't believe they didn't plan their outfits. That still blows my mind. I was so sure they did. But Do I you think, think Dr. Pepper and her asked, mom planned their outfits? Ah, good question. Probably. Probably. Let's stick together our family color. Because as soon as they came out, Dr. Pepper was like, did you speak to each other for your outfits? And they're like, no. I'm like, wow. I mean, how do we wrap up this season? <laughs> <laughs> um, Thanks for the memories. I, I, I don't know. Like, it, it's, it's a very, it's been a unique season. I think it's a one where I haven't seen anyone come right out and say, Unpopular opinion, I actually like this season. Like, I haven't seen not a one. It's not even, like, divisive. Like, everyone is on the same page. That this just wasn't a great season. And I wonder if people could have liked the season more if it was a shorter season. Like, if this was a Love is Blind chopped into 10 episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the other thing. I think the producer should have seen... We don't have that much. This is not the season to experiment. Honestly, if they did this with San Diego, would we have felt the same way? I don't know. They kind of did. But this was just, this was a lot. This was a lot. So yeah, that's the other thing is what if it was just a regular season that they didn't beat us over the head with? It wouldn't have been that bad. But this, yeah, they force fed us to the end. With the outcomes and the very quickly understood outcomes, this was never going to be more than a mid-tier season, but the drag can get out, like, lowered its rankings. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so I'm wondering where they're going to go next season because part of the thing is they don't give it time to get feedback and maybe they can do some tweaks. They're just mass-producing at this point, so I don't know, you know, What's going to happen next? They're just going to forget it. They're like, we have one successful couple. That's all we need. So we're good. I think the Denver episodes will be just as much as this season's episodes. They will learn nothing. Um, The only thing we have to hope for is couples who are not so dead on arrival. Couples who we can actually hope and root for. Couples with a will they or won't they. And hopefully, you know, just one Chris and Nicole type couple. There from the beginning through to the end. Yeah, I'm also curious how next season is going to play out because based on the previews and what we've seen, we I only saw one black woman in the entire cast. 
So it looks like it's going to be a mostly white cast. And I don't think we've ever had that on the show. Never. <laughs> in all of its 16 seasons. So I wonder the thought process towards that. Probably there wasn't enough diversity in Denver. I don't know. But if so, why not just switch gears? But I don't know. I don't know how that's going to play out. Who is making the cho- the decisions here? <laughs> I looked it up and 10% of Denver's population is black. So having one in 10 mass participants be black tracks demographically. Um, but yeah. And then I was like, I think Denver has a pretty large Latino population. Mm-hmm. That I... I, by the way, they haven't made the official announcement on the couples yet. Our source is Maps fan, and it looks like she pulled social media's pictures for everybody. So it doesn't appear that anybody is Latino. It, it looks like nine um, white people and one black girl. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see. I'm very curious as to what the reception to that is going to be. So I just in general, just like the reaction to this season, how that's going to affect them next um season how everyone just bitched about the season like if they're gonna if we're still gonna get the one hour one hour and a half episodes or if we're going back to two if after party is gonna continue all the way to the end if they're gonna do this whole fifty-seven thousand episodes i don't know i'm just curious to see how it goes um i think i would like them to keep the hour and a half i always thought two hours was too long of an episode yeah um but we'll we'll see if they could just. Yeah. I just feel like if there's nothing there, react and adjust accordingly. Don't yes. try to extend out. Where are they now? Don't try to be hiring people to flirt with girls at the bar. <laughs> just <laughs> do less almost and produce less and like quality over quantity. Yes, be flexible and also maybe they should find another show because part of it is there's nothing else. <laughs> There's nothing else to show us. <laughs> so if Kinetic can produce Love is Blind, Ultimatum, and all the rest, surely they can come up with another hit for Lifetime. I think they can. I think they can. They can. So let's do it. All right, guys. Thank you for rocking with us this season. Like Aid said at the top of the episode, we are going to be covering different shows. So it's going to be a delight every week for you to find out what we have So stay subscribed so you don't miss out any new episodes. But thank you. Thank you. And you can find Tane with Nana on the rewatch. They have just started covering. And just like that, the Sex and the City HBO show. Go check out the show. Go check out their podcast. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at AlterCallMAFS. That's A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S. We love hearing from you guys. When we cover these surprise new shows in the next few weeks, please let us know if you like it or not. (laughs) (laughs) We're available anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much for your support this season, for listening to our show. Once again, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on any new episodes. Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify if you're so inclined. And we will be here next week. So see you then. Bye, guys. Bye. (laughs) 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.